Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms here. Your love and dedication are truly appreciated. I'm currently preaching a series of messages on Israel's Exodus journey to the Promised Land. We have been studying through the book of Exodus and have seen how God uses Moses to play a significant role in leading the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and their journey in the wilderness. He is one of the most important figures in the Israel's history, not only revealed for his leadership, but also recognized as the greatest prophet and teacher in the Jewish tradition. One fascinating aspect of his story is that it is one of the rare instances in the Bible that his life is described in detail from his birth to his death. Today I'm going to take a break from Israel's journey in the wilderness and turn our attention to Moses' birth and uh, his early childhood so that we can learn a little bit more about his mother. Let's first read from Exodus chapter 2. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and peach. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. This story is captivating because of its compelling plot 
and the interesting characters, especially Moses' mother, who takes center stage. It's incredible to see what God can do through one woman who is willing to let God walk through her. But despite her significant role, her name is not mentioned in this passage. All we know is she and Moses' father are Levites. You probably have never heard of or paid attention to her name, Jacobat, before. The name Jacobat is only mentioned twice in the Bible. The first time is in Exodus 6, where Moses records his family tree, naming his parents as Jacobat and Amram. The second time, her name appears in Numbers 26, which provides a brief summary of her life. Jacobat is recognized as the mother of Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. Although their birth order is not explicitly stated here, we can infer that Moses is the youngest one among them, based on various verses in the book of Exodus. According to verse 2, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son when she saw that he was a fine child. She hid him for three months. The Hebrew word used to describe the child's fine quality could refer to his physical appearance or health. But it's also possible that even as an infant, Moses exhibited some exceptional characteristics. The account of his birth also cited in Acts 7.20, which described him as no ordinary child in the NIV version and as beautiful in God's sight in the ESV version. Nevertheless, why does Jacobat have to hide the baby for three months after his birth? To answer this question, we need to look at the background provided in the Exodus chapter 1. After Israelites moved to Egypt and settled there, they multiplied and grow in numbers rapidly, which makes the Pharaoh nervous. He fears that they may become too powerful and outnumber the Egyptians. To prevent it, he creates a hostile environment and enslaves them, putting brutal slave mothers, masters in charge to oppress them with hard labor to build storage cities. They are ruthless in their demands. However, the Israelites continue to multiply and spread in spite of the hardships. 
God blesses them even when they are in the midst of pains and sufferings. As stated in Psalm 127, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. In Genesis 1, God blesses Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. These verses remind us children are God-given blessings, not burdens. That's why in Old Testament time, a, a large family with many children is seen as a sign of the Lord's blessing and favor. People should cherish their children as precious gifts from God. Take joy in receiving them and be responsible for their upbringing and care. They give parents the privilege to love and nurture them and witness their growth and development. However, in the context of this story, the growing population of the Israelites makes the Pharaoh fearful and anxious. Eventually, by the time Moses is born, he orders all new, newborn Hebrew baby boys to be thrown into the Nile River in an attempt to control their numbers. That's why Jacobet has to hide the baby Moses after his birth to save him from being killed and give him a chance to survive. Today's text describes Jacob's maternal love and sacrifice for Moses during his early childhood. One of the ways she demonstrates her profound love for him is by hiding him for three months to keep him from harm. Hiding a newborn baby is a challenging task that requires much effort and dedication. Newborns demand constant attention and care because they are prone to crying and making noise, which is hard to keep them concealed. As a result, both the infants and the caregivers have to isolate themselves from others to maintain the baby's safety and the well-being. These factors make it difficult to care for the infants in the concealed place. Caregivers must expend great strength and make sacrifices to ensure the baby remains healthy and concealed from others. It can be very stressful and emotionally draining. Jacob's ability to meet this demand and keep Moses safe demonstrates her remarkable strength and selflessness. Moreover, she must put herself in danger 
to ensure her son's safety. The Egyptians are actively searching for Hebrew newborn baby boys to kill. So she must be extremely cautious and resourceful in finding ways to keep Moses hidden and quiet. While the Bible does not specifically describe Jacob's feelings during this time, it is possible to imagine that she must be experienced a range of mixed feelings of love, fear, and anxiety. As a mother, she undoubtedly feels a strong sense of love and attachment to her son, despite the challenge and the risks involved. She is determined to do everything in her power to keep him safe. This decision and action to hide Moses for three months is highlighted as faith in Hebrews 11, where faith is emphasized and exemplified. According to Hebrews 11.23, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary boy, a child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. We can imagine that Jacob must have prayed fervently throughout this time, even before she decides to hide the baby. Since she doesn't want her baby to be discovered by the Egyptians, she lifts him up to pray for God's protection over him. This gives her a sense of God's presence and peace which also grants her wisdom and the courage to hide him. From then on, she continues to pray for God's grace on the baby's health and growth, pray for God's guidance in hiding him and keeping him safe every day, and pray for her own strength and courage to overcome all the uncertainties while caring for him. She is not alone. God is with her and her child all the time. Ultimately, her decision to hide Moses proved to be life-saving. Her action serves as a powerful example of a mother's love, faith, and determination to protect her child even in the face of difficult and dangerous circumstances. During that period of time, Jacobat takes matters into her own hands and assumes full responsibility for her baby's safety. She manages to overcome all the daily challenges and safeguard his life. However, after three months, hiding the baby becomes unfeasible any longer. This is likely due to the baby's growth that makes it increasingly difficult 
to keeping quiet and concealed from others. The baby is at risk of being detected by the Egyptians. This new circumstance compels Jacobat to relinquish her her control over him and take a different risk. She puts him in a basket and sets him adrift on the Nile River as a last resort to save her, to save him. Her hope is that someone will discover him and have the ability to provide care and protection for him. This decision definitely is even more emotionally challenging for Jacobac. She is likely feeling overwhelmed and hopeless in the situation. She realizes that she can no longer protect her son on her own. So her decision is driven by desperation and motivated by her deep love for her son and her desire to keep him safe. Although it is a risky decision, it appears that there is no other choice but to give up her baby to the river. Even there is only a slim chance that he will be found and rescued, it is still better than killed by the Egyptians. Once again, Jacobite must be praying fervently the whole time. Making such a difficult decision requires faith in God's providence. She must take a step of faith in the direction she believes God is leading her. At this moment, the situation is quite intriguing, isn't it? Jacobat is compelled to send her baby down the Nile River where the Pharaoh ordered the execution of all Hebrew baby boys. She is now placing her hope in seemingly impossible way to save her baby in this deadly river. She also sends her daughter Moses' sister, Miriam, to follow the basket as it drifts downstream and to see what will happen to him. But then, extraordinary things begin to happen. By chance, Pharaoh's daughter happens to be bathing in the river. She finds the baby in the basket and realizes he is a Hebrew baby. Yet this fact does not bother her at all. Although her father has ordered the death of all Hebrew baby boys, she refuses to follow his command and harm the baby. When she hears He's crying. She is filled with compassion 
and decides to adopt him as her own. Her decision to go against her father's decree is a courageous act. It sets the stage for the rest of this story. At this point, Moses' sister Miriam comes out of hiding and offers to find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. Without any hesitation, Pharaoh's daughter immediately asks Miriam to go and find one. So Miriam brings Jacobat to her. She then hires Jacobat to nurse and care for Moses. It's amazing that Moses is reunited with his mother. Jacobat gets the opportunity to nurse and care for her son once again. The story reaches conclusion in verse 10. When the child grew older, Jacobat took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Here we see Pharaoh's daughter takes over the care for Moses from Jacobat. After Jacobat nursed him for some time, this transition in care is likely a difficult moment for Jacobat again. However, it is certainly a better option than losing him to death as decreed by the Pharaoh. Unquestionably, Pharaoh's daughter also plays a significant role in the story. She rescues Moses from the river, adopts him, and raises him as her own in the royal family, which changes the course of his future. When Moses writes about his own birth, he has both his biological mother and his adoptive mother in mind. He is recounting the story of two significant maternal figures in his life. It's a tale of two mothers. Both of them played a critical and influential role in his life and exhibit the maternal love, sacrifice, and the courage that mothers normally display for their children. This serves as a reminder that Mother's Day is an occasion to express appreciation and gratitude for all those who have shown maternal love in our lives, whether they are our biological mother, stepmother, grandmother, aunt, or other maternal figures. Pharaoh's daughter's appearance in the story makes a crucial turning point. Not only does it ensure Moses' survival, but it also leads to his upbringing and the eventual leadership of the Hebrew people. 
her emergence in this episode is an example of God's intervention and divine providence. Although God is not explicitly mentioned in this passage, His presence is evident throughout the story. He knows everything and is in control of everything He knows. He has a purpose and a plan for everyone's life even before they are born. In this story, we witness God's purpose and plan for Moses' life unfolding during his early childhood. He places Pharaoh's daughter in a particular time and place to change the course of events. These extraordinary events do not happen incidentally or coincidentally. They are orchestrated by God to protect Moses and to prepare him for the future. God directly intervened in these affairs to accomplish his great purpose for him. It's a miracle that Jacobet can reunite with Moses and is given the chance to nurse him during his early childhood. Also, it's unclear how long Jacobet is able to be with Moses. God is giving her a precious time to spend with him and to care for him. And also a valuable opportunity to instill in him a profound and a lasting impact on his life later. Even though he will be raised in the Pharaoh's household. As we reflect on this story, we see the powerful interplay between Jacobat's unwavering faith, God's divine intervention, and their partnership in protecting and nurturing Moses' life. We have already looked at Jacobat's faith and God's intervention earlier. Now let's focus on what their partnership means. When we speak of God's partnership with people, we mean God accomplishes His providential work through individuals who are used as instruments by Him to carry out His plan. In this story, we can see that both mothers are instrumental in fulfilling God's plan. Jacob's decision in hiding her infant son for three months and then sending him down the Nile River is a remarkable display of faith and trust in God's protection and the providence. Despite the potential danger for, to herself and her child, she is 
willing to follow what she believes is God's plan for them. This act of faith ultimately leads his, her son's rescue and his subsequent upbringing in the Pharaoh's household. Pharaoh's daughter, on the other hand, even though she may not be a follower of God, demonstrates her willingness to go against the norms and the expectations of her society and act according to her own convictions. Despite her high status as a member of the ruling family, she decides to adopt a Hebrew infant and raise him as her own. Her compassionate and courageous actions becomes a conduit for God's grace and blessings to flow into Moses' life. Overall, the story of Moses' birth and early life highlights the powerful partnerships between God and parents in upbringing and nurturing children. Just as God walks through the two mothers to safeguard and raise Moses, God can work with parents today to help their, par to help their children realize their unique purpose and the full potential. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, thank you for this morning's uh, passage to remind us how important our mothers are in our lives. Thank you also for the reminder that how our mothers can work with you and channel your blessing into our life. We pray that for the upcoming days, Lord, either we are mothers or we are going to become parents in the future, we will follow you and become the model of parents for our future generations. We pray this in Jesus' name.